0: Greetings, everyone. You're listening to the Career Quest podcast, created out of the Work Integrated Learning and Career Education Center. I'm your host, Megan Harker. We will explore and discuss a variety of topics relating to inspirational stories of NorQuest students, work relevant skills for today's workforce, insights into organizations and their hiring practices, employment and labor market trends, and much, much more. We want to support students by maximizing empowerment through education and experience. Thanks for tuning in. In episode 5 of the CareerQuest podcast, we're going to be discussing student life balance and self-care. Being a student can be an incredibly fun and exciting time of your life, but it's not without its stresses. Being away from home Making new friends and dealing with the pressures of work are all common problems that students face in finding balance. Luckily, there are many easy and affordable things you can do to take care of yourself. Disclaimer, please note that our guest is not a healthcare professional, and students, if needing support, should seek out advice from a certified practitioner if they feel overwhelmed and need to talk to someone. Our guest is sharing their experience, views, opinions, and knowledge from their personal experiences, as this is a topic that is of great interest and tends to intersect with their role as a career coach. Here at Norquest College, we are fortunate to have an amazing resource on campus that students can access for free to get these specific types of supports. Please connect with the Center for Growth and Harmony for more information, at w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s at norquest.ca. Let's get started. Please, if you will, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Sure. So I'm Tyra. I am a career coach here at Norquest with the Career Centre. I work specifically with Link students, which I love. It's so much fun. Prior to this role, I worked in the social services field for eight-plus years. So I worked in a lot of different settings there. I worked in group homes with at-risk youth. I worked in um, shelters, crisis shelters for women and children. I did housing support work where I would support people who were experiencing homelessness with um, obtaining housing and maintaining housing through achievement of their goals. And then I worked at Elizabeth Fry here in Edmonton, um, and I was working with uh, both teenage girls and adults, both in the criminal justice system and people who are at risk of coming in contact with the criminal justice system, and I would teach workshops so I teach workshops on all sorts of things I teach workshops on uh, resume building and job searching, uh, as well as healthy relationships, communication, parent-teen relationships, self-esteem, which is one of my favorite topics, and also self-care and coping, uh, which ties into what we're talking about today. Thank you, Tyra, for
0: that awesome introduction and walking us through your career journey, and really bringing to life your experience, uh, the knowledge you have in working with the variety of clients that you have over the years. And now you find yourself here at Northquest College, supporting our Link students. We are very fortunate to have you. So every guest that I have on the Career Quest podcast. I like to ask them what they love about the work that they do it's evident that you are very passionate um so i'd love to hear more about what it is that really drew you to do this type of work
1: mm-hmm. so there's so much that i love i would say that one of the main things is i love helping other people to feel empowered through whatever means that is i love helping other people find their sense of empowerment. So some of that, that's through setting and achieving goals. Sometimes it's one of the reasons I love talking to people about self-esteem is because I love to help people just feel a spark inside of themselves and be like, yeah, I can feel good about this. I can feel good about myself. So yeah, helping people feel empowered. I also do have a passion for people who are experiencing additional barriers systemic barriers. And I love uh, being someone who can be a supportive person and help people navigate systems that might not be in their favor, things like that. So I think empowerment is a huge piece of it uh, with a focus on maybe vulnerable folks or people who are in tougher positions. That's been a passion of mine for sure.
0: Let's launch into our topic today, two part question what does self-care look like and why is it important just to kind of tell our students and give them a clearer picture of what self-care is and how that
1: translates to the student life balance so when you ask what self-care looks like that's tough because it can look like so many different things for so many different people and that's really something to ask yourself what does my self-care look like what fuels you is what your self-care is going to look like what fuels you what gives you more energy or what helps you to become more grounded more in your body to feel more of a sense of calm so that you're able to take on the things you have to take on and sometimes self-care looks like doing the tasks that you're dreading doing the tasks that you've been putting off because sometimes when we're avoiding things that we need to do or we're putting them off we're actually not helping ourselves or just having this stress that's looming over us. So sometimes self-care is just getting things done. Sometimes it's doing as little as possible. Sometimes it's doing something active, moving our bodies. Sometimes it's doing something creative. It can look like so many different things. And the reason why I believe self-care is so, so, so important is because we do better for everyone around us when we are first taking care of ourselves. So if we are taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves, Filling our own emotional cup, then we are able to give more to the people who are in our lives and give more energy to the things that require our energy, such as our work or our education. If we are first feeling filled up ourselves, we're feeling in our bodies, we're feeling energized, then we're going to do a better job and contribute in a more meaningful way to every other system in our life.
0: As we're just Introducing the topic, Tyra, I'm really starting to take stock of my own personal circumstances and do some self-reflecting and uh, assessing where I'm at when it comes to self-care as you are kind of talking about the definitions. So this is very timely. How can students identify that they need to take action and prioritize self-care? If I'm a student and let's just say I've got a really full plate, I'm attending full-time studies, I'm working part-time, I have family to take care of, what are some of the indicators as an individual that might be telling us, hey, I need to take a look at this, this is something that I need to assess, uh, get some support with?
1: There are so many ways that our bodies will signal us that we need to slow down or that we need to address something. And sometimes that might be, maybe you're feeling extra tired, or maybe you're feeling anxious. Maybe your body is speaking up in physical ways. So maybe you're experiencing some some physical pain where usually you don't, or maybe you're having digestive issues, or maybe you're having trouble sleeping, things like this. Anything that is signaling to us that we are out of balance, whether that be physically or emotionally or mentally, energetically, anything signaling to us that we're out of balance is a pretty good indication that maybe we need to practice some self-care. And again, that can look like a lot of complicated different things, but our bodies are pretty good at letting us know when we need to be giving ourselves attention.
0: Now, there's been this common term, and I think it's, it's been around for a long time, but I've been noticing a trend where, where I'm hearing it more, I'm seeing it more online, even when I'm scrolling through social media, or I'm uh, going on different forums, I'm, I'm seeing this term, it's word, mindfulness. What does that mean? And, and how does mindfulness relate to self-care?
1: Okay, I'm so glad you asked because I am a mindfulness enthusiast. I love mindfulness. It makes me so excited to talk about mindfulness because the concept of mindfulness has really changed and improved my life in a lot of ways, especially someone um I have anxiety. That's something that I experience and that I struggle with, and for me personally, it's different for everyone. For me personally, besides therapy, the thing that has helped me the most has been mindfulness and having a regular mindfulness practice in my life. What mindfulness is, I think it can be defined a few different ways, but how I would define it is the process of becoming present, becoming fully present, fully in our experience that's happening right now. So a lot of the time we can be living in either the past or the future. So maybe if we're dreading something that's coming up or we're really anxious about things that we can't control or the way things are gonna unfold, we're in the future. And if we're thinking about things that we regret and we're feeling upset, that's we're in the past and those things are valid and they need our attention but we can't live in those spaces all the time because a lot of the time when we come back to what's happening right now in the present moment in our body at this second, things are oftentimes pretty okay. And there can be a lot of peace to be found in that space. So coming back into our bodies, into our senses is a great way to come into the present moment and to slow down our thinking that's bringing us into the past or the future and just experiencing what's happening right now, because we miss a lot of beautiful moments that are happening right now. I
0: love that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about mindfulness and exercising it and how that can allow you to be present in the moment, like you said, and eliminate habits that no longer serve you as well. Obviously, sometimes, like you said, we're, we're, we're future focused, or we're thinking about the past things that have have happened and have impacted us, whether they be positive or negative, but really bringing it back to that moment in time where you can sit with yourself, be okay with it. And, and um, I think it's a hard thing to achieve takes time takes practice. So what are some some tips and strategies around achieving that mindfulness? Like what are some actual things that people can do to start practicing mindfulness?
1: Yeah, so you're so right that it is something that's difficult to achieve, especially when we haven't practiced it before. Uh, Our brain, our thoughts want to run wild. They want to think of solutions to everything. Something that um, I've really noticed about myself and I'm, I think it's probably a fairly universal experience is that I'm kind of obsessed with like control. I wanna control all of my outcomes. I wanna fix everything that all of my thoughts that come up that I'm like, oh, this could be a problem. I wanna fix it. Like, even if it's not a problem yet I wanna think of solutions in my head. Um, so I think that makes it really hard to come into the present and let go of everything and just like experience a moment so some tips that can be helpful is take it at your own pace. Maybe diving into an intensive meditation experience, maybe that's not going to work for you right away, maybe you're not going to be able to slow down your thoughts enough to fully experience that. Although maybe not, maybe you'll maybe you'll love that and certainly give it a try. Why not? I love meditating. But I didn't start with meditation. I started with doing activities that brought me into the moment. And so for me, that was yoga. Yoga really helped me to come into my body because with yoga, there's such a practice of focusing on breath and focusing on my breath really brought me into my body, into the moment. And if I just kept going back to thinking about my breath and feeling the physical sensations that were happening in my body while I was holding postures, it did take me out of my mind and into my body. And that was really amazing for me and had amazing effects. And it was actually after I noticed those effects that I was like, what is happening? Why am I so much more calm? That I started putting the pieces together and I realized there's this whole uh, mental component of the mindfulness when I'm doing yoga. And then I got into meditation as a practice, but there's other things that can help with mindfulness too. It can be Coloring. If you are coloring something, you can just really get pulled into that experience. And that can be a mindfulness experience. When you're swimming, that could be a mindfulness experience. A lot of the time, these things that you're doing with your body, if you're out for a bike ride or swimming, that can be really helpful. But another thing that you can do is just practice mindfulness in your daily small activities. Because what mindfulness is, It's just paying attention to what's happening right now. So in the morning, if you have your morning coffee or tea and you just think, okay, I'm in my head right now. I'm feeling this like little bit of anxiousness in my stomach. And then you're like, am I even experiencing this coffee? Just take a moment to just really experience it. Smell what your coffee smells like. Taste it, be present with that experience. Even if it lasts only a few seconds of being present, that might help you to train your brain to be more present in your moments. Same with if you're outside walking home or driving home or whatever, and you see the sunset, instead of just being like, ah, yeah, sometimes the sunsets, try to fully experience it. Be like, wow, that's the sky and it's just multiple colors, that's wild. So just taking a moment to bring yourself into the small daily experiences that you're having, that can be really helpful. Some of my
0: most mindful moments really relate back to my childhood and being in nature. I feel the most grounded. I feel whole mind, body, and soul when I'm out and I'm experiencing that. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm listening, like all my senses become awakened experiencing nature and all its natural beauty and for me that that's a place that's a sacred place for me and just going for a walk being in less of a concrete jungle urban city and more in a heavily wooded area it's like automatic I I feel better I feel more present it's it's very there's a lot of healing uh, properties when when for me personally I'm in nature
1: Yeah, totally. Nature is so positive and so helpful for mindfulness. I think one thing that nature does is it takes away a lot of these external distractions that we have. We are in such a fast paced society and we are constantly like buzzing with different things, getting emails, text messages, looking at screens, things like TikTok and Instagram are so stimulating for our minds that it makes it really hard to slow down. So when we're in nature and we're away from all of the additional sound and noise and sights, and we can just be with the earth, that can be really helpful.
0: Yeah, I find that too. I find a lot like throughout the week when I, when I don't make, take time for myself, it's like my brain capacity is, is at its max. And it's with things that, like you said, screens, social media, taking up a lot of space in, in, my, in my mind, in my brain, and just my entire being that is not allowing me to get back to myself, essentially. And so, yeah, being more intentional overall. Like, how is this serving me? It, it, you know, I've been on the screen here, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram for the last 25 minutes. This is supposed to be my unwind time. Do I need to do this for another 25 minutes or is there something that I can go and do that will, will benefit me more pick up a book go out in my backyard just get some fresh air go hang out with my dog so it comes down to like the choices we make for ourselves as well in the way of self care um, <laughs> I go to bed when my daughter goes to bed and I'm quite okay with that and that is a good measure of self-care because I am in bed at 8:30, and uh, getting that extra sleep for me has been life-changing so Small shift, major, major gains. So Tyra, can you give our students some self-care tips? I know that everybody's situation is unique and um, something like going to bed at 8.30 might not work for everybody. Um, But what are some general self-care tips that you can offer our students?
1: Yeah, sure. So yeah, I, I totally love what you were saying about how you'll be scrolling your phone and then you'll think to yourself is this what I should be doing for another 25 minutes or is there something else that I can do that will benefit me more and a lot of self-care so here's a tip a lot of self-care is just learning how to listen to yourself and your own needs and then doing whatever is going to be the most loving thing for you to do for yourself and sometimes like I said the most loving thing is going to be to do a chore or finish that piece of homework or whatever it is that you need to do to knock something off of your list that you've been avoiding. Sometimes the most loving thing is going to be to put the phone away and go sit outside and just be with yourself outside. So becoming more in tune with our needs is a huge part. And it kind of, for me, it centers around this idea of being intentional about the way that we're spending our time. And if you find that you're spending four hours a day on the screen and you think maybe that's contributing to you feeling like you don't have enough time in your day for yourself to take care of yourself, then maybe becoming a bit more intentional about what you're doing with your time and thinking what might actually help and then doing something different, whether that's reading or going for a walk in nature or, doing some chores, or whatever it is that's actually going to contribute to your elevated sense of calm, um, that can be really important. And also, for some people, it might mean the opposite. It might mean having more screen time. If you're someone who's really kind of hard on yourself, and you're always being productive, Sometimes it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be, okay, I need to give myself a break and I need to just enjoy something. I need to just experience being in front of a screen and just letting myself enjoy that. So yeah, coming back to learning how to listen to yourself, listen to your needs, understand how the things that you're doing are actually impacting you, and then asking yourself what might feel better, what might actually be a healthier thing for me to do.
0: And that in and in it of itself is mindfulness.
1: <laughs> yes, so true.
0: Self-awareness, It's it's tough, it's tough, but it is a practice ongoing, I think, in your life's journey. So what are some resources students can access if they're wanting to embark on that journey of being more focused on their self-care, learning more about mindfulness, What are some resources that they can tap into?
1: Yeah, so just a disclaimer, I am not a mental health professional. I am not a healthcare professional, um, but I am a human, which qualifies me in some ways because I've had a lot of just my personal journey of discovering what works for me. So if you feel as though you... Uh, want to seek some professional support if you feel as though it might be helpful for you to talk to somebody who is a professional there are a couple different resources that are available to NorQuest students we have um, a center for growth and harmony on campus where you can talk to mental health professionals for free there's also something called mywellnessplan.ca which is um it's a website that gives you information on mental health and wellness, as well as gives you access to free online counseling. So those are really great resources for NorQuest students. Um, for everybody, there are different resources available. You can always call a number two one one. If you call two one one, they are a resource directory. So you can tell them what kind of resource you're looking for. You can say, "I'm looking for mental health resources or free counseling." Um, and they will give you the resources that they have available. And um, other than that, I do just wanna mention there is a distress line through uh, CMHA, I believe is, yeah, Canadian Mental Health Association, yes. And the distress line is for anybody to call at any time. It's 24 hours. If you are feeling as though you're in a difficult space with your mental health and you need to talk to somebody, you can access the distress line where they will connect you to uh, somebody who can talk to you and support you. And the phone number for the distress line is 780-482-4357. So those are really great supports for professional mental health supports. And remember as well that a great resource that you have is yourself and being able to sink into yourself and give yourself more compassion and really listen to yourself. You might be surprised what comes up as far as needs that you have that haven't been addressed. And sometimes those needs are gonna be, I need um, mental health support. And sometimes they're gonna be, you know, maybe shifting something in your lifestyle. Um, And if you're interested in mindfulness, for example, if that's something that comes up, if you're like, you know, I think I could be more grounded, maybe a bit more present. Um, Something that really helped me was you can always look up on YouTube free yoga classes, uh, which is super helpful. Or if it's accessible to you, you can start going to beginner yoga classes in the community. Um, But that's, of course, just one thing. It's not going to work for everybody, but it did work for me. There's also different meditation Uh, guided meditations that you can look up on YouTube for free. There's meditation apps and mindfulness apps that you can download, um, as well as a variety of of self-help books that (laughs) self-help books were a huge part of my journey into living a more mindful and intentional life. Wow, thank you for telling
0: our students about all those great resources that they can access uh, if they're needing to talk to somebody or just get some general information on self-care and mindfulness. So Tyra, um, we're going to bring the episode to a close. Are there any final thoughts or words of inspiration that you would like to leave our students with today?
1: I think it's really Helpful to remember that you can't fill from an empty jug, meaning that if you don't have any energy to give, then you are going to have a harder time meeting the requirements for you at work, at school, giving energy to your loved ones. So, taking care of yourself first is really the most important thing that you can do for yourself and for everybody around you. And remember that it does look different for everybody. What is going to be best for you, what's going to look like self-care for you is going to be different from the next person. Um, But learning to prioritize that and know that you deserve it, you deserve to take care of yourself, you deserve to give yourself what you need in order to feel more, more energized and more grounded. You deserve that and the people around you will benefit from that also
0: thank you for coming and bringing your voice and bringing your personal experiences and just sharing and I loved hearing you talk today you're very compelling is the words you speak you have a presence I'm like tell me more Tyra <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I need to know
0: more from you
1: <laughs> yeah oh well it's my pleasure I have had so much fun I do love these topics and I love talking about them I'm yeah. definitely passionate about helping people to live their best life. And this is one topic that I think is really important to that equation. So yeah, I'm really glad that you had me. We hope you enjoyed
0: listening. Please remember to subscribe to our show so you can get access to the latest episodes once they're released. A special thanks to our guest, Tyra for joining us today and sharing her valuable knowledge with us. If you're looking to get support with resumes, cover letters, interviewing tips, job searching, networking, career planning, Please contact the Career Centre team to get more information on how we can assist you in starting your career journey. You can email us at wilcec at norquest.ca.